Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the audio ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. The reason that we skipped the hymn and we're going to get at it because we've got so much to do today. Uh, so I want you to turn to Isaiah 6, if you would, quickly. And uh, uh, it is the Lord's Supper Day, and I thought maybe it'd be good to kind of preface it with an Old Testament, uh, some old, um, uh, precede it with an Old Testament uh, passage from Isaiah 6 uh, to kind of give us a, um, a little bit of a boost going into it and to understand a little bit about it a little bit more as far as the emotional part of it, the importance part of it, uh, because Isaiah, in, in Isaiah 6, Isaiah really shows us uh, some really good principles here about reverence and all that stuff. But So in just a few minutes, we'll, we'll again partake of the Lord's Supper here. We're, we, have now, we are now doing it every week, and, or every month, and uh, so we'll do it, in the first, we do it on the first Sunday of the month. So in doing so, once a month though, here's what happens when you do it that way. Uh, you have to be careful with familiarity. Right? In other words, well, we do it every month, and it's just one of those things we don't want to fall into the trap of just going through it. All right? Because it is very, very important. And communion reminds me of this passage here in Isaiah 6. It's, a, it's, a, it's the place we take a fresh look at ourselves. Right? And that's the name of the message, a fresh look. So as Christians, there are times when we need to take a fresh look at ourselves and in our God, and sometimes even at our ministry. So... Um, we need to see him in a deeper, more meaningful way. We need to see ourselves more honestly and with more humility. Uh, so with a deeper appreciation of who he is and who we are not. And uh, so he is worthy of all of our uh, attention and application and acceptation, everything. He's worthy of it all. And I believe uh, that here Isaiah receives a fresh look at himself. And that's what we need to do before we go to the Lord's Supper. So Father, I just pray... Um, I'm going to be brief with this, Lord. You know that. That's what you put on my heart. Um, and then we'll do the, the Lord's Supper, and then I have a brief message after that. But I just trust now, Lord, that you will help me uh, just explain some just basic principles here of how we approach the cup. And we'll just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Isaiah 6, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphims, and each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, 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 it is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I was a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and, and whom will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Now, 
I, I, there was a reason the Lord put this on my heart. I, there's, it's going to cover three different events today. Right? It's going to cover the Lord's Supper. It's, it's, it covered uh, uh, the, the message that I'm giving right today. It also covers faith promise giving. Um, so it says, and he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, and understand not, and ye see indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy. Shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, Unto the cities he wasted without inhabitant, and the homes without man, and the land he utterly and the utterly be utterly desolate, and the houses, excuse me, not homes. And as the Lord hath removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. That's pretty bad news right there, just so you all know. Um, in other words, uh, I'm closing our, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're not going to repent and all this stuff. But I want you to see verse 13 because it's really key uh, to this whole chapter. But yet in it, yet in it shall be a tenth. And it shall return and shall, and shall be eaten as a tail tree and as an oak whose substance is in them. Uh, when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Now, I'm going to try to explain all this right now in basic terms. I'm, I've always said I'm not really an expositional pastor or an apologetic pastor. or uh, I'm not really that type. I'm not even a topical pastor. I don't really believe that. I just want to be a practical pastor. I want to be with practical truths that help us get through life. And if I were to say that one of the compliments I usually get is just I make, I make it makes sense, that's all. And that's all I want to do because 95% of the world is not going to have a degree in Greek and they're not going to have, uh, you know, a working knowledge of the entire Bible. And they just need some practical truths just to get through the day and the struggles that they're in. So I believe that here Isaiah received a fresh look at himself. And I believe he, God did it for a purpose. And God always has a purpose in preparing us for the future. So he needed a fresh look at himself in his calling and in his God concerning his commission in order to contend for the faith that he needed, uh, that he needed to have also in Israel as he went on to preach and he was going to face a lot of opposition. So verse 1 says, In the year King Uzziah died. Now what you've got to understand about that, that's a very important statement. This one statement may seem insignificant, but it's actually very important, and I want to share with you why, in seeing and understanding the whole picture here. Because King Uzziah, this is what he did. He had started out good. And he had started out powerful until he trespassed into the duties of the priesthood. In other words, he stepped out of his lane and got involved in something he shouldn't have got involved with. He, stood, uh, he started out on a good foot, but then he stepped out. He mingled with the affairs of the priesthood. And he shouldn't have done that. And when he overstepped his bounds, what happened was Isaiah, who is a priest, a prophet, right? He lost focus of what he was doing. Just lost focus. He was more concerned on what was, wow, this is going on. He's doing this and he shouldn't be doing this and all this stuff. So God needed to get Isaiah's attention back. He needed to get his full attention. So God took King Uzziah out of the picture by giving him leprosy. Right? And when our focus, I want you to think about this, when our focus turns to the contention, the priest or the prophet or the pastor will lose his attention. 
And you need, it's important that he loses or keeps his attention to what he's called to do. So I have, I have on my wall in my office a quote made by Abraham Lincoln. This is what he said. If I were trying to read, much less answer, all the attacks made on me, this shop might as well be closed for any other business. He said, I do the very best I know how, the very best I can, and I mean to keep doing it so until the end. And this is what's cool is how he ended it. If the end brings me out all right, what's said against me won't amount to anything. If the end brings me out wrong, he says, ten angels swearing I was right would make no difference. Because a man persuaded against his will is of the same opinion still. You know, I understand that. I've been, been doing this a while. But so what Isaiah needed was a fresh look. Right? He had to look back. Uh, and, get, and God had him get him to look back and get his attention to look back to what he was called to do. So here's what he, here's what he did. I'm gonna, these are the points and we're through. Number one, he needed a fresh, fresh look at his creator. He really did. He needed a fresh look at his creator because he was putting a lot on himself and he was, he was uh, trying to handle these things himself and, and he just needed to see who it was that was over top and who was in control. So I saw the Lord, he says, sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. Now that's only because God did that. His cause was to always give glory to his God no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the contentions that were against him. So if you're here for any other reason than to give glory to your God, you're here for the wrong reason. Because that's what you're supposed to be in this church for. Plainly and simply, it's not even about me. It's about giving glory to your God. You know, John 18, 37, when Pilate said to Jesus, he said, Art thou the king then? And Jesus answered and said, Thou sayest that I am a king, and to this end was I born. But notice how he doesn't focus on that. He says, and for this cause, he says that uh, he came, uh, uh, for the reason we're about to say, I came into the world that I should bear witness, right, unto the truth. That was the cause. That's why he came. So for this cause is why we're all born, is, is to see God in all of his splendor and to give glory to him and to bear witness of him and of his truth, right? That's why Pete talked about doctrine this morning. That's why we stay in doctrine. We don't change doctrine. We go with what the Bible says. So until it, and I wrote down here, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And here's, here's what I want to tell you. Until it becomes all about your God, it will be all about you. It just will. So when David faced Goliath, he said, is there not a cause? Now he was on top of his game right then, right? But, and, but then he tripped up. And until he tripped up with Bathsheba, it was all about David's God. But when Bathsheba came onto the picture and all of her beauty, right, it's her beauty stole his eyes away from his God, and then it became all about him again. And that's what got him in trouble and put him back, and put him, you know, I mean, really put him on opposite eyes, sides of his God, and had to, he had to repent and come back and had to face losing a baby and then losing, you know, daughters and sons and all that stuff that goes on with you when you're in sin. But when it became more about him than his God, he took a great fall. But when it became more about his God than about him, God had his attention. And that's what God does. He's always trying to get our attention. 
So Psalm 115.1 says, and a verse that changed my life, forever was not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. It's not about me. I, I remember reading that for the first time, and I literally felt like Isaiah did in this verse. I'm undone because I made this whole thing about me. And it's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ and for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. That's what it says in Psalm 115.1. 1 Corinthians 10.31, you all know that. Wherefore, uh, therefore, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do it all to the glory of God. So he needed a fresh look, then he has creator. Secondly, he needed a fresh look at his condition. You know, he said, woe is me. I'm undone. You know, David, you know how David responded when he was in trouble? He said this, For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. You know, when we truly see God for who he is, we see ourselves as who we really are. A nobody. Nothing. We're unclean. We're undone. And when we see ourselves who, for, who we really are, there's nothing to boast upon in ourselves. There's only contrition. There's only bowing down. There's only humility. 2 Corinthians 11.10 says, As the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. He said, i got the truth in me, and boy, and it's not about me. It's all about boasting on him. You know, and when we get to that point, there's no critiquing, there's no criticizing, no complaining. There's just humility. Because you're looking at him and you see yourself. This principle has never changed, by the way, in the Bible. It's never changed. A fresh look at God gives us a deeper look at ourselves. And that's what we're going to do in just a minute. So that, that without Christ, we are nothing. We are without life. Our, we're nothing more than, our righteousness is nothing more than filthy rags. This principle has never changed. So the more pride we have, the harder it is for Christ to use us and the less he gets done with us. And that's why I believe part of the main reason we have the Lord's Supper. Because it reminds us of who we're not and who he is. And to keep our focus on him. Pride goeth for destruction, but humility opens the door to potential. And the more pride we have, the harder it is for Christ to use us. The less pride we have, the more he can get done with us. So we may feel we're pretty impressive in our assessments of others and of our analysis of ourselves, uh, but uh, it's pretty good. But God sees right through that, and he sees right through that to the inner heart, that corrupt heart, that he's trying to change. You get a new heart, but a lot of times it jumps back into the flesh. 1 Corinthians 8, 2-3 says, And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, as he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. So document, my, documents on the wall, or ch and I got a lot of them. Trophies on the, your shelf, and I had a lot of them. Or accolades from your fans, I had a lot of that through the years, in my, especially in my athletic days. They mean nothing to God. Nothing. Jeremiah 9, 23-24 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, and let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glory, glorieth in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. Right? That I am the Lord, which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things, he says, 
I delight. It's in these things I delight. So he first needed a fresh look at his creator. He needed a fresh look at his cause. He needed a fresh look at his condition. And fourthly, he needed a fresh look at his cleanser. I, I love that verse that talks about, uh, in, in, what is it, verse, uh, uh, he laid the t- uh, on his lips and his sin, his sin was purged. I'm, I have a message, I don't know if I ever get to preach it, but it's about being purged. It's an amazing concept of what God does for us when his blood covers us. Purged from our sin. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Purged. Wash me thoroughly with my iniquity. Purged. Cleanse me from my sin. Purged. Paul said this. He understood this. He said, I die daily. In fact, I do that every morning. I remind myself every morning, it's not about me. I need to die to self today. And I'm going to share a little bit about that in just a minute. We need daily, a daily fresh look at who still cleanses us. Right? Whose blood still covers us. Right? Come now, let us reason together. Isaiah 1.18, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, and though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to for, forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, I, don't, I hope nobody goes more than one or two days here without taking a bath. I hope not. Because we need daily cleansing. Right? Well, it's the same way with us in our sins. A daily look at who cleanses us prepares us for the day ahead and produces greater results, cleaner results when dealing with sin. So when you, when you look again at his pierced hands and, and, the, and his feet and a crown of thorns and spilt blood poured out on that old cross, you see yourself as undone. And you know you need him. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. From all sin. 1 John 1, 7. Revelation 1, 5. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us, it says, from our sins in his own blood. So your iniquity was taken away, your sin was purged, so take a fresh look at that. Take a fresh look at your cleanser. Take a fresh look at that blood of Jesus Christ. Take a fresh look at that price that was paid for you and your actions will directly reflect that. If you just take a fresh look. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. That's what it tells me in the Bible in Proverbs 28, 13. But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So Isaiah also needed, here's another thing, he needed a fresh look at his calling. If you'll notice in verse 8, it says this, here I am, send me. Do you understand that God can do nothing with you unless you make that statement? You've got to make yourself available to him. Even though Isaiah's ministry would result in rejection for most of the ministry, he felt privileged to serve as God. And what a privilege it is to serve Jesus Christ. Amen? Remember that, remember that day you were saved? Remember that your salvation was a privilege from God? It was not a right, and you knew that when you got saved. You knew that. 
Every believer is to follow him from the time of his or her conversion until their eternal graduation day when they finally make it home and God promotes them to glory. Jesus said, follow me. Right? And I'll make you fishers of men. Proverbs 14.25 says, a true witness. What's a true witness do? He delivers souls. That's his purpose. But a deceitful witness speaketh lies. Pete read something today in Sunday school that I just... I was just flabbergasted over that uh, that they kept an, a, a female pastor pastor even though she renounced her God and she was now an atheist and they said it'd be too much trouble to replace her it'd, be, it'd start too much you know so we're just gonna we don't want to ruffle feathers yeah I mean I was I was like aghast when I heard that your number one purpose is not deli- is to deliver souls. That's your number one purpose. Uh, and if you're not, if that's number one purpose, if that's, that's not your number one purpose, then you're not following Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and then follow me. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.11, knowing the terror of the Lord, right, we persuade men. Knowing this is what he wants, and my fear of God, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to persuade men. It means turn them to Jesus. So knowing that a dreadful day is coming when, all, when the lost will be cast into an eternal lake of fire, it's critical today that we take a fresh look at our calling. Right? And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness, it says in 1 John 19, 5.19. The whole world lieth in wickedness. Boy, are we seeing that right now. Like more than we've ever seen in, our li- in my lifetime, and I'm sure probably most lifetimes, it is out of control. So Isaiah was desperate for the souls of his people. Isaiah was now ready to be used. Here I am, send me. So may your cry ever be, right? Here I am, send me. Also, he also needed this. He needed a fresh look at his commission. You know, God says in verse 9, uh, 9 and 10, says, go and tell this people. Go and tell this people. All I could think of was Jonah. I ain't going. These people are wicked people. And Isaiah could have said that. But no, he said, I'm going to go. Do you know that go means don't stay? So in other words, go and use what you've been learned. Go and tell them. Isaiah was, uh, and by the, I say Isaiah sometimes because that's the way they say it over in Israel. But Isaiah is commissioned to go and tell. This should be our commission always. Go and tell others about Jesus. Just go and do it. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. He said in Mark 16, 15 and 16, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That's an... <laughs> That's a humbling verse right there. In other words, I don't go if I don't tell, they are going to be damned. So you need a fresh look at his, he needed a fresh look at his creator. And, and like I said, this is all for us. He needed a fresh look at his cause. He needed a fresh look at his condition. He needed a fresh look at his cleanser, at his calling and his commission. And lastly, Isaiah needed a fresh look at, his, at the conclusion. And that's what I was talking about in verse, uh, it says first in verse 11, through 13, he goes, you know, he talks about how long, you know, how long, and then God answers until the cities be wasted without inhabitants. But then, he, but then you look down at verse 13, and that's what caught my attention when I was putting this together. 
It says, but in it shall be a tenth and it shall return. So the question is, how long, you ask? Here it is, till there's no one left to tell. How long do I do this, Lord? How long am I going to fulfill this commission? Till there's no one left to tell. And that's going to be one of two ways. The rapture or your death. That's all. When you die, there's no one left to tell that you can tell. And if it's raptured, that's it. It's over. So today is the day of salvation. And Isaiah needed to see how his commitment would conclude. Do you understand we're all going to be in heaven one day together? That's how it's all going to conclude. Right? All those people we've led to the Lord, they've led people to the Lord. One day it's all going to conclude at the throne room of God. And then we're there forever. So the souls of mankind are at stake, and our time here is short for, for some a little sooner than others, right? I found that out desperately in these past three months. For some, a little sooner than others. But it shouldn't be how long will I go. It should be will I commit myself to see it to the end, right? To see it to the conclusion. So here's what happened, and I close with this part of it, and then we'll get into the communion. Uh, God preached that Isaiah's message would be rejected by many, but a small remnant would be saved. He preached of the judgment of God and of the salvation of the Lord for 60 years. You know how his life concluded? They sawed him in two. So with that humbling thought that he was willing to go through that for Jesus Christ, we all need a fresh look at our Creator. We all need a fresh look at our cause in this life. We all need a fresh look at our condition without Christ. We all need a fresh look at the cleanser, right? The blood of Jesus Christ. We all, look at, we all need a fresh look at our calling. What has He called us to do? And our commission. Where did He tell us to go? And of course, the conclusion. My friends, Jesus gave Himself wholly for you. Are you wholly going to give yourself to Him? And that's how we come to the cup. That's how we come to the bread. We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC Schenectady. If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org slash the gospel.